0: Welcome to Geriatric Millennial Money with MASH and Mike. Today, episode 107, we're talking about the eight biggest merger and acquisition failures of all time. We're going to track back on our stocks for the week and some generic news. I've got some big news for you, Mike. We'll get right into it. Okay, so first up, Mike, welcome back. Yo. Yo. Episode 107. 107 already? 107, yeah. How you been? Oh, look. I'm here. I've been pretty well, actually. I had a horrible headache today. Yeah. And I just, because I work at a, for let's just say, local government. Okay. Um, so you I'll, do sweet ever. I can disappear pretty much whenever I want. <laughs> and I, but this time I had a legitimate excuse. Not that every reason I've left prior has been illegitimate. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where <laughs> your tax money goes. Rates. Rates. Thank the you. Local dude. government, right? Yeah. <laughs> Glad right. it goes somewhere. and you Yeah. I h- hope you're feeling better. It's all budgeted in the yeah. overheads, right? <laughs> Once Um Yeah, so I had a headache about 11.30. Just banging all day. So I started at six, struggled for five and a half hours. And then, no, nah, I can't do anymore. I just went home. You I started want to say, at six o'clock. tonight, did, yeah. Is that every day or just, no, um, just when you want to Mondays, finish, you? Monday, yeah, Mondays and Wednesdays usually... Six o'clock, because I pick up the kids' take them to basketball. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. And sometimes if I wake up at five, I just go to work. Because it's overtime if you want to. Because why not? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: so you get overtime
0: pre, what time? Seven. Wow. Oh, but only if you work over eight and a half hours. So I can start at six and work till, work till three, and that's no overtime, because I've worked eight, eight and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you could do five to five every day and get bulk overtime. Yeah. But have zero life. Oh, yeah. And exactly. And there's no reason. Like, you don't... There will always be a reason for you to be able to do six to ten hours hours overtime. There's no reason for anyone in council to do 20 hours overtime. Ah, okay. Yeah, there's no reason to work weekends. You don't take your work home with you. Yeah. And that's just the culture. But anyway, yeah, so... 11.30, asleep by 12, and I didn't wake up till... What time did you text? When you said you were coming over? Like six. Yeah. Wow. Out, out. Actually, no, I was... I was piss around my phone looking at um, some websites. That, that's not, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it wasn't anything nefarious. It was actually work stuff. Our work, not Hey, Matt's work boss. Work. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I felt fresh. I'm glad you texted me. Otherwise, because I would have just forgot about it.
1: Well, I was sort of expecting you to go, no. No. Not today.
0: No, if people are on the way, then, oh. I like people saying they're on their way, yeah, because it's less chance of people saying, no, 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he's in his car, I can't get him to turn around now. Yeah, there's no chance.
1: But so, And I'm not backing down, it's twice <laughs> a week, every week. Whether you twice like a week,
0: not. every week. Lucky there's seven days <laughs> in the week, we usually squeeze something out there. Um, well, that's look, good, you bounce back. Look, so we started with a bit of a format for, for um, these days of the week, so every second episode will be something to do with contracts. Yeah. Um, good ones, bad ones, whatever, we'll find something and we'll talk to you about contracts. Who was that other guy last week? Jean Oh, I've got to find him. I've got to find
1: him. Uh, what sort of... I've been thinking about that guy all week.
0: Vapier, verbe. Jean, Jean-Claude. It sounded very... It was a French name, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was only in France. Um, look. All right. We can't get distracted. It's, no, a, no. it's in the podcast. We Just go back and have a look if you're really interested. Yeah. <laughs> That's really great. It was it's really well, worth, well worth it. I had a really good time with that one. <laughs> um, essentially, just a bit of a recap. Essentially, there's a contract, a type of contract you can enter into in France where you will pay, say, I own a property and you want my property. You will pay me a reduced rate plus an amount every month until I die. And then the house is yours. This, <laughs> the person that he bought the house from, <laughs> this is in 1960 something. She lived She ended up being The oldest woman ever <laughs> And he died Before she did But Because he died Before she did His wife <laughs> That's Had to, right. to keep paying out And then Something else happened uh, She had to pay out some, some exorbitant amount Because he died first Yeah It's a really and I can see it, how it would work Because she was 90 she At was the time yeah. And she lived to 123 <laughs> uh. I still can't believe it. Mate, that is that incredibly is so bad luck. Like, and that goes to show, even though it's a calculated risk, right? And you think, based on science, Ugh, that's, 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 like, that's super unlucky. Like last week, there weren't bad contracts. They're just super, really unlucky. Unlucky. Yeah. yeah. That was- <laughs> if it wasn't poorly thought out. You would have thought there's an argument for that, for their side in every single one. Oh, she's it? 90 and I get
1: to keep her house. I'm yeah. oh, mm. in. I get this on the cheap, son. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. 35 nope. years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Taking my last breath So these episodes Yep So we're talking about contracts Because I'm sure There's a lot of them A lot of interesting ones um, Stocks Stock review So what we're gonna What mm. um, Mike's gonna do Is We're gonna review We're gonna get We're gonna get A stock tip for the week So if you're listening This is the 24th of the 5th 2021 Oh I just dated that But that's what it is On Spotify anyway um, And a A year Investment, So we're going to try and keep track of... a Short term and long term. Short so term and long day,
1: term. Seven day trade in a long term.
0: And so what we're going to do, we're just going to leave that $500 in there. Oh, what do you want to do with that? This is it going flat? Yeah. You it can talk. <laughs> huh? I was going to, oh, we're not professionals here, so we're going to... Can plug you plug my in, computer in, please?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do one long term stock analysis... Uh, with upside, uh, we think will have upside for the long term. Um, and then one short term, seven day.
0: You know what I was thinking? For the, for the fact of the viewers, so they can just see what happens every week. Mm. Why don't we do one based on your research? And we do one based on following directors. That's what I've got. That's what you. That's, see, that's what the smart money is, isn't it? <laughs> 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 but is there someone we could follow? Is there someone? Yeah. Like someone on TikTok or something or someone on Instagram we could follow to see if we can beat them as a gauge.
1: Oh, there's too many. Like every man his dog in does it now.
0: Yeah. Mm. I think we just, let's just... We'll just ride the wave. Play against we'll ourselves. Yep. Just look in the mirror. Yep. And one long term. Oh, that, that'll be the gauge anyway. So invest just $500 into this long term one yep. and see if the gains after a certain amount of time are matched Over by six months or month day period. Yeah. Surely, oh, surely we'll have losses in the seven day one.
1: Uh, I don't know I'm pretty confident You're yeah,
0: pretty confident I like that I like that That's exciting actually Because most Most of the short we would do something be... That's not exciting Yeah no It's going to be exciting <laughs> yeah, It's, it's going it.
1: to be very exciting And it'll be good for other people To see that we can We can pull the trigger On this stuff And most people Would be too afraid to But hey We're uh, in We're all about action right We take action Okay so What I could do I could do a One minute video Put it on the YouTubes mm-hmm. And just say This week's stock picks are Blah blah blah, oh, blah, blah, blah,
0: can, blah Yeah we can talk about it Do you want me to do that? No well Are we going to talk about still now though? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We'll talk about now, and I'll do like a short snippet. Oh, yeah.
0: Like a separate time, separate video. Yeah, I got freedom. Freedom. I can do a um a snippet. Yep, that's cool. So I saw something. I think I sent it to you. There's a um one of the guys guy that wrote "Rich Dad, Poor Dad." Rich Dad. What about Kiyosaki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, um, "Rich is synonymous with money, wealth." It's synonymous, synonymous with time. Yeah. So you can... That was a good one. Yeah. It was right up our alley, I thought.
1: So if you've got 10 million bucks and you spend a million bucks a year, yeah. you don't have wealth because you've only got 10 years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's right. And wealth is finding that line that we're talking about or finding your... What are we talking about? Getting your freedom. Find, yeah, finding your freedom. Finding your number. What number do you need to find your freedom? Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Because you can, you, can you can make as much money in the world as you can have shitloads. But if you're spending it... Mm. Then you don't have freedom. You have zero freedom. Yeah. Because you need to keep, people keep upgrading their house, their cars, and they need to keep acquiring more money to keep feeding mm. that. Yeah. I see it a lot. No need. There's no need, people. Just get a decent house with a nice car and
0: you're away. Yep. So, contracts, stocks of the week, one long term, one short term, and news. General news. So, I've got a bit of GN for you. <laughs> okay. And I'm concerned. A bit of gin or GN? G- no, GN. Okay. A bit of GN, general news. Oh, how was the. I, I- I I'm having coffee. I'm just recovering. Ah, oh, okay. I was feeling sick and carried and sound press on the phone, so I'm not drinking. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, um, excellent. Yeah. So, look, I don't know if you're aware, but there was um, a world a record price today. In the Japanese, I don't know if you're in this market, the Japanese melon market <laughs> No,
1: I'm not Japanese melons as oh, in uh, Watermelons Oh, gotcha, yep, gotcha, watermelons Actually, no, I think I'm they're, not familiar I think they're
0: melons. rock melons they, just say, they keep saying melons, but I'm not sure, I think Yahoo Finance knows how many different types of melons there are There's quite a few melons Yeah, yeah Love a good melon um, Oh no, yubari. yubari, of course, the Yubari melons Ah, oh, yes I'm embarrassed How'd you get that wrong? I can't believe it. <laughs> no, read to the bottom. <laughs> anyway, so it's a good it's a good sign that these um, the Japanese premium melons go for two thousand four hundred. Sorry, twenty four thousand eight hundred after the virus slump. So this is uh, reading straight from Yahoo. In what might be the unluckiest, unlikeliest indicator of a post pandemic recovery, a pair of premium Japanese melons <laughs> have sold for twenty four thousand eight hundred dollars at auction. Over 22, 20, <laughs> over 22 times more than last year's virus hit price. Okay. So that's a bounce back. Um, so in 2019, so more of a gauge, and no COVID relation, a pair of Yubari melons went for a record 5 million yen, but the price plunged to just 120,000 yen last year, with growers blaming the virus for keeping away rich bidders eager to outdo each other. So that's good. That's a good sign of the market. I don't know if um, so. It, so it was 5 million. What? You, no.
1: said, you said it was 5 million yen. Yeah. And now it's 100.
0: And so that, so I'm, I'm talking in dollars. So this was 5 million yen in 2019. Okay. But then it dropped down to 120,000 yen last year. And then it went for 2.7 million yen. So it's still half the price of 20, 2019. Well That seems like a lot. Not in, oh, in yen. Yes, of course, it's fucking your lot. It's $24,000. i have got to stop swearing. You, have didn't, you, done the, you uh, didn't do that. How many times have I sworn so far? Twice. Isn't the conversion? No. 2.7. 2.7 million yen. $24,800. Oh, you have already done it? Yeah. No, Yahoo did it. Oh, right, yeah. 25K. Yeah. 25K for a melon? Yeah, for melons, yeah. And that's low. That's half of what 2019 was. I'm just saying, it's a really good sign. Hey, <laughs> It's traditionally how the um twenty five
1: grand for a melon.
0: You don't know how directly related the New York stock exchange <laughs> is to the price of the Ubari Melon in Japan. <laughs> it's like the groundhog. If it goes back into the <laughs> into the trunk, you get six more. <laughs> six more <laughs>
1: 25000 US
0: dollars for a melon. Yeah, mate. Two melons. Come on. Two melons. Yeah. Why haven't I heard this before? <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> um, so the guy that tasted them, <laughs> the guy that tasted them said they tasted as good as, they, as much as they're worth. So they're worth every penny, right? And his wife said they tasted bitter, but she hasn't even tried them yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so the melons, they come from Hokkaido, right? The country's northernmost main island and a popular tourist destination. But they're still currently in a virus state of emergency, along with nine other areas, including the capital.
1: They're still doing the yeah. virus thing over there.
0: Yeah, I think that hit them later. Wow. Yeah. In Japan. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, the successful the successful bidder was a local manufacturer of baby food. I don't know why they put that in there.
1: I'm I'm just confused in the 25k for
0: melons. It's a, it's a it's um, so like a del- delicacy. Well, oh, it's like when the first um, tray of non-mangoes comes on, they put them under auction and they go for ridiculous prices, right? Oh, it's like the start of the season or something. Right. I'm not sure why they do it, but it's always on the news. Yeah. So the, their melons are our mangoes. Okay. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a direct reflection of the US stock market, you think?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, it's a, um, it provides insight into the future of the market.
1: It does. So it's, bounce, so it's bouncing back. So it's halfway back
0: to 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. You want to know how much Facebook paid in tax? Zero. Like in Australia? Nothing. Nothing? Come on, I gonna pay something, like that, surely. No. You sure?
1: Google has hasn't right. Google not paid tax for like thirty years or something? Yeah, I don't know how they do that. They're clever people. It just filter it right through offshore companies.
0: Just Yeah.
1: Tax havens. So it's Facebook, like, isn't like the Google head office based in Cayman Islands or some shit? Indian Ocean somewhere. Yeah, some shit like
0: that. Yeah. So Facebook generated seven seven hundred and twelve. Million dollars in revenue in advertising alone in Australia last year. Oh, that's the only way it makes money, isn't it? Yet only paid twenty million dollars in taxes. So the social media giant reported that Aussie advertising sales were up five point seven percent from a year earlier, but used a sneaky loophole sneaky loophole, huh, to, avoid, to avoid to avoid paying only to pay only two point eight percent tax. Why wouldn't you though? Oh, yeah, it's not their fault. Yeah. Like, everyone's saying, oh, Facebook's doing No, you've got leaders in government that can change that. Yeah. And they go, oh, no, it affects all business. No, that, that's, that's two completely different things, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So Facebook, Facebook views its Australian business as a reseller of its advertising and therefore charges the Australian business reseller expense. So this means the Australian business needs to pay the California parent company a fee. Last year the Australian business paid a five hundred and fifty nine million dollar fee for the seven hundred million dollars revenue it made. Ah.
1: so this is the equivalent. So in Australia, you can so if you have a PTY or a trust, yep. you can invoice that company yourself for consultancy fees.
0: Right. Um, up to Even if you're a director.
1: Yeah. So if you a uh, so this will, this will be sort of the equivalent of what they're doing. So you can so you could have another company, so you could have mash pty and mash pty one and mash pty one can invoice mash pty for consulting fees of the profit of that pty company yeah and you paid that tax on that first one
0: so you're reducing what happens then not to pay tax on that
1: yeah but you can filter. Sort it. Of yeah you can you can make it forward. you can pretty much make it zero
0: yeah if you keep doing that yeah
1: and like a lot of the, if you look at, um, so if you go, what I do, because you know that Rich List comes out every year, the richest yeah. people in Australia, I always, I always read that and go through each individual person yeah. and, and just see what they've done and then like do a bit of research on them. And then a lot of the guys like, who's the um, Israel Folau dude? Clyde Palmer? Yeah. So Palmer did, uh, what did he do? Uh, I can't remember, but it was something like that where he'd, he'd invoiced major, massive consultant fees or or he's accounting consultant fees of like 20 million or something. So it's like it erodes the entire profit, which you can, it's a legit
0: cost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know how they
1: make it all work, but. Well, you just keep doing it, wouldn't
0: you? You can just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because eventually, it'll just dig- to zero. Yeah, or well, there's
1: 18 companies down the path. I and mean, yeah, exactly. Go find it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 you don't have time for that. Yeah. ATO. Don't say that too late. do they do. Knock, knock, knock. Hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is not financial advice, just in case you're wondering.
0: Um, no, exactly Talk to your not. accountant. So, uh, a spokesperson for Facebook told the Australian that the company had paid the correct tax. So, during the last financial years, we paid income taxes in Australia at effective tax rates well above 30% and in accordance with local taxation laws. They mm. no, didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they charge their own company a big fee yes, to do right. that. We take our top tax obligations seriously they they do <laughs> they, they do they really do it's very, very, serious. very serious and they're <laughs> committed to supporting local communities and businesses in australia for a fee obviously how powerful are facebook and google are oh it's amazing so the ato was no stranger to large corporations looking to avoid tax and has designated has a designated tax avoidance task force to combat the issue so last year the task force successfully implemented the multinational anti-avoidance law with restructures that resulted in over 8 billion dollars in additional taxable sales. Wow. <coughs> That's pretty impressive. Yeah, an additional 850 million in GST paid and an estimated 80 million in business to cons- to consumer GST. We engaged over 600 of the largest private private groups of these we completed 262 engagements with taxpayers who willingly adopt robust tax government's practices ugh, to manage and prevent ta- uh, tax tax Tax, <laughs> risks. Task, tax risks. Tax tax risks. Tax risks. Try and say that. Tax task risks. Ta- yeah, there were fifty-four top five hundred groups with seven point three five billion tax assured across multiple years. Sounds boring. It's a lot of money. Yeah, uh, but it's not in the relevance to what those, the top fifty companies are in the Bs. Well, that, that's that's all they're chasing. though. they can't they can't stop Facebook doing what they're doing. No, but,
1: uh, but all that's going to happen is then
0: Facebook could go, oh, taxing us, huh? Try next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's their job to stay one, yeah. <laughs> one move against the hackers, <laughs> one step ahead against the hackers, and one step ahead of the ATO.
1: they just going to the just There's only into two the, things have to do. <laughs> hack into the ATO's portal and see what their search engine says. Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: oh, that's amazing. That is incredible. Oh, there you go.
1: So, be, well, they, are, they, they are big numbers, but not relevant to the actual size of oh, these I'm surprised editors. they only made seven hundred billion. Mm.
0: In Australia? 700? Yeah. Is that for a year? Yeah. It seems quite low. But they only paid 20 million tax on it. So if they paid a $559 million fee to California, that's $140 million, $160 million, that they paid 20 million tax on. 16, you're trying to get 30 per 2, 16, 32, 54, no, 16, 32, 48, it should be 48 billion. No, they That's wouldn't have paid the 1. They wouldn't have paid the 120. They would have diverted and chopped it up. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, So even then when she's saying, the spokesperson was saying. Um, oh, Facebook's saying,
1: we've done everything right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well above fifty percent d- yeah. Have you, Zuckerberg? No, even then. Oh, well. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to change anything it's just I interesting to see what people can get away with
1: well and those big companies have they'll, they'll do everything yeah no one, no one wants to pay tax nobody wants to
0: no, no just, why would you yeah mm. oh next that was news first segment news crushed it oh sweet I thought that was contracts oh that was news mate oh that was GN that was just GN mate oh right okay. yeah well that's yeah. GN then so Facebook
1: how was that thing on when the Australian government's trying to crack down on Facebook news and Facebook goes, oh, really? Yeah. went, news. no news. No <laughs> news. Deal with that now. That's what, um, yeah, that's happened a few places.
0: Yeah, I was actually
1: surprised how much of a stink people kicked, kicked up. Like, what would you do 20 years ago? Yeah, no
0: one knows. You're so
1: reliant on Facebook now that to get your, all your
0: news and data. And The thing that no one mentioned about that is that now we get to know. So, imagine 20, 30 years ago, all your news is in print. Yeah. Well there's one person making up all that news, all that radio stuff, yeah. and then filtering it out to people. Yeah. And now people are aware that could be the case. Yeah. But it could have been happening for hundreds of years before. Oh, it was definitely. So people are being fed news. Yeah, now based we get to know. Now we have the privilege of knowing yeah. that we're getting bullshitted. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We're still getting bullshitted, but it's a lot more clarity now. Yeah. <laughs> the bullshit's way more transparent. Imagine, <laughs> yeah, Imagine
1: Yeah, you know, like before before social media, there's we were being told
0: news based on what they wanted us to hear. Yeah, definitely. It's a very confusing time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just a confusing time. So go Facebook. Yeah, hooray! All right, we're doing the top five biggest merger and acquisition failures of all time. All right, I think these will be United States based, because that's where just the largest amount of money changes. The biggest stupid Yahoo's are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so number one, America Online and Time Warner in 2001. US $65 billion. This was last week. Yeah, yeah, so this is how bad it is. This will be on a few lists, but hopefully we'll get different each time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really messed up. There's right? <laughs> <laughs> a pattern. Jeez. Um, oh, the managers behind this deal were rushing to get into new media. So that, that's the Time Warner side. With truly understanding without truly understanding the dynamics of the new media landscape. So without an understanding of the landscape, the danger existed that the participants would overpay. And they did. Hmm. A year after the deal, the company reported a write-down of US $99 billion, the largest annual net loss ever reported.
1: B, a billion?
0: $99 billion. Wow. So what, there's no coming back from that. Because we're looking at that last week, and they did split up. So AOL is still around. But under the Verizon banner? In a different version, yeah, yeah. And Time Water, Time Warner's still there. Yeah. Is it? Uh, do you want to find out? Yeah, I think, I think it is still there. They they separated again later on. But it took about 14 years to, for it to do it. Yeah, it was, it was a long way down the track. Mm. So, just a bit of background on that. So, AOL was the new guy on New Kid on the Block because they had dial-up internet. That's so funny. Yeah, and Time Warner. <laughs> Time Warner were ma- massive um, media magnets, but they didn't have that... Um, New internet network So those guys merged But Tom went old school And AOL were Like sweater wearing mm. Bill Gates sort of stuff And they were real arrogant These guys didn't get along And then at the same time Broadband kicked off ADSL died in the ass And then That's everyone so went home 99 billion dollars <laughs> later. <laughs> well that was a bad day <laughs> How and was your day honey? It'll be really interesting <laughs> To see if any of those directors Still got bonuses Oh for sure they would have to. Yeah, right. They would
1: have to get bonuses, but $99 nine billion they can just write it off against future profits. That's so all good. Yeah, it's all good
0: as long as we stay in business for nine hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, good on them! Well, that's so like that's Amazon. that's number one. So that's huge. Ninety nine billion. That's a big L. Yeah. So here's here's number two. So, this is Daimler, Benz, and Chrysler in 1998. So, this is the outcome of this is about US $36 billion. Jesus Christ. Um, actually, I'm, I've done an MBA and we didn't look at this one because I think mine was infrastructure based. Jeez, we, we burned some fucking cash infrastructure wise. But that keeps the economy going, right? Australia. Oh, everywhere. Really? That's the way you get yourself out of recession. Oh, build, yeah. Build yeah. just build infrastructure. That's yeah. why we're always building it. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. The number one highway is still going. Queensland the brews oh shit and that's a mess yeah but there's still so much work to do on that thing oh let's do everything all at once <laughs> let's do let's do 2,000 kilometers of highway let's upgrade it all now so let's get 2,000 work crews and we'll just do that everyone go we need that Chinese mentality just everyone's gonna be really pissed off but it's gonna be for a week yeah.
1: <laughs> right that's like when they in can they built that entire hospital in a couple of, a couple yeah. of hours yeah
0: it's like holy crap they can build they can build you should have seen it two weeks later <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't what it once was Once in
1: the third level <laughs> no.
0: they shouldn't have cut the ribbon it was structural All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry daimler Benz and Chrysler so daimler Benz and Chrysler they're regularly used by MBA courses as the textbook example of how culture clashes will inevitably lead to the failure of a deal mm. so it has been said in some quarters that the two cultures were too different to ever be brought together so, the decision-making at Daimler-Benz was methodical. So, I imagine that's German. Mm, surely. <laughs> yeah. Has to be. Yeah. At Daimler-Benz was methodical. At Chrysler, it was creative and unstructured. So, salaries at Daimler-Benz were conservative, much less than Chrysler. That's a culture. That's oh. Yeah, that's tough. Finally, there was a flat hierarchy that existed at Chrysler compared to the top-down structure at Daimler-Benz. The upshot? Within a decade... Daimler had sold 80% of Chrysler to Cerebris Capital Management for $7 billion, a $20 billion poke in the eye to anyone that says culture doesn't matter. And that that was the same Whoa. thing at AOL. Mm. So there seems to be a forming here, isn't there?
1: You can't mix the old and new.
0: No. And Actually, I'm going to try and find out if that's been done successfully.
1: Well, TPG. TPG bought Vocus, uh, comms, was it? There was some merger between two communication networks and the same thing happened.
0: But it's, that is, the culture clashed and it just went, went to poo. So is it, why, why do people keep trying? So uh, can, this is in 1998, right? Greed. 1998. Um, using the big courses. So this has all been reviewed, peer-reviewed for, for years. Everyone's been studying this. But I'm sure it still happens. Yeah, absolutely still happens. It's greedy and it yeah. like, won't happen to me. Yeah, right. Isn't it funny that no matter how much money changes hand, it's always the people influence that f- that buggers it yeah, up Yeah massively Oh usually. culture So king. um I haven't seen anything that says well it's definitely culture So the people are buggering these things up at the moment Um number 3 oh, this is good. oh this is a good one Not the other two weren't but this is more relevant That's uh, big money like billions 30 billion yeah. Just Gone. Gone. <laughs> what, what, what? Uh, number three, Google and Motorola in 2012, US $12.5 billion. Google bought Motorola. Oh, let me read it. I'll tell you. Okay. So, so when Google made its move for Motorola in 2012, to many, a transaction between the two made perfect sense from a strategic perspective. Google's Android operating system was already the second biggest player in the market and acquiring Motorola would give it the opportunity to develop high-quality mobile handsets. <clears throat> but this second part of the equation, making high-quality handsets, has been the undoing of dozens of companies in the telephone in- industry, the same awaited Motorola. Google thought so poorly of its new handsets that it contracted others, including Samsung and LG, to, to develop its Nexus handsets. In 2014, Motorola was divested for just $2.9 billion. Wow. Holy crap.
1: So they bought Motorola to get into the mobile world.
0: Yeah. In the device world. But they didn't do really well because I don't even remember Nexus.
1: Me either. Well, when, well, when did the iPhone come out?
0: Oh, geez. Oh, I get it mixed up with the iPod, man. That's
1: Probably like oh nine or something, maybe? So th- did they do this thinking they were going to take on the iPhone? Because that's a bit ludicrous. Mm. That's just...
0: Ball swinging, that is. Yeah, so that's sorry. 12. 2007. So that's five years later.
1: Yeah, that's what mean. iPhone would have been at peak production.
0: Yeah, but yeah, so that's probably got do a bit to do with it. Google Nexus. So Google are thinking, and I mean, Apple's getting too big here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just buy Motorola. All right, so I typed in Google Nexus review. The first thing that comes up is, how crap is the Google Nexus? <laughs> uh, wouldn't Google get rid of that? Like... <laughs> it's at the top. <laughs> it's at the top.
1: <laughs> You've got the power, Google. Just delete <laughs> yeah, it.
0: It's no one will blame you, mate. No one remembers it anyway. Just write 400 really good ones and put it at the front yourself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Oh, uh, Okay, yeah. so they didn't do well after that, anyway. So that—that's Google being arrogant and wanting to wanting to rush things into the market. That is arrogance. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. arrogance and money. So, but they, they're still obviously contracted with others like Samsung and LG. I thought Motorola was a American brand, wasn't it? Swiss. actually actually, you know, Motorola. I don't know what I'm pointing. Motorola was first um, a tire company. Motorola. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do I think of Motorola like Nokia. Why am I putting them in the same
0: basket? Well oh, maybe it's Nokia. Don't knock the Nokia fifty one ten. Mate, the Nokia's are great. Greatest Motorola's had the the razor, the flip. Oh yeah, the Motorola razor. Yeah, they were cool. There yeah, you anyway. go. Yeah, so so they obviously still still use Samsung, still use LG. And Nokia, they try to come back for a bit, didn't they? I I'm sure think, they're still around. Yeah,
1: but it's it's you're gonna have a hard time competing with Samsung and Apple.
0: Yeah, w- would you bother? No, be worth, wouldn't it be worth risking the capital to tr- even try. But maybe they, maybe they don't have to. They don't need to get. They're never going to beat those guys, but they're just a cheaper option. That's the market. Oh, would you? Uh, but now Samsung's got those A70s and A30s, and Google's dominating that market anyway for one of the best phones in the market for under a thousand dollars. The Google phone. Google Pixel.
1: Right. Not the Nexus. That's what you got. Yeah. Google Pixel. Yeah. Well, it makes sense that Google has a phone.
0: Well, it just, it's so, in it, it's interoperability with all the Google software, obviously, yeah. it works, it's seamless. Hmm. So that's pretty cool.
1: There you go. Motorola. So do they still
0: own Motorola? Or oh, no, they dumped it. No, they dumped it. For 2.9 billion. So they bought them for 12, sold them for two. <laughs> That's a drop in the ocean, turn though, isn't it? Oh. Looking at looking at actual losses here, I haven't seen except for that first one, AOL and Time Warner, ninety nine billion. Yeah, that's a big time. But that's just that's a, that's a reported write down. Yeah. So that doesn't mean they actually lost that much. But That, that, that doesn't mean they take a nine ninety nine billion dollar hit. Like no. It's not hurting them. They don't actually hand over ninety nine billion dollars to someone. No, and depends what they.
1: <sighs> Did the acquisition with. Sometimes they'll buy it with shares or... Yeah, right. They won't just they stump up cash when they buy it. Okay. So the actual value might, might have been $10 billion in cash or something. Or who knows?
0: Okay, so here's number four, right? Now we're talking about Google and Motorola mm. in 2012. Now we're talking about Microsoft and Nokia in 2013. Ah, Nokia. So Microsoft is trying to keep up with Google.
1: Oh, so this is the year after those The year after, years. yeah. Yeah, right.
0: Um, for Google and Motorola in 2012, <laughs> read Microsoft and Nokia a year later in 2013. So with, with smartphones and shortly after tablets slowly beginning their rise to ubiquity, it was vogue for the biggest players in technology to announce that they would soon be producing their own handset devices, because Apple did. And it seemed like they all viewed the shortcut to achieving this being acquiring an existing handset maker. So they're trying to find a quick, cheap way out. Yeah. Some of the infra- infrastructure already in place. Yeah. Um, in Microsoft's case, this was Nokia. Although once the world's biggest handset manufacturer, Nokia had failed to keep up with developments. By the time it closed... Oh, it closed down in 2015. No oh, shit. Yeah, Nokia had written off $7.6 and laid off over 15,000 Nokia employees. Whoa. Why doesn't that work? What do you mean? So, did. why wouldn't that work? And, well, they've got the software and someone that can make it. They obviously couldn't make it. Does that mean that technology was having its time? Or the, the the way Microsoft and Google, the software manufacturers, um, were expecting more from the hardware manufacturers?
1: Maybe. So maybe it just wasn't as, as advanced as they thought.
0: Yeah, and the Apple true. and
1: Samsung were just way too far ahead.
0: Yeah. No, well, it wasn't Samsung at that stage.
1: Right, it was just Apple.
0: Yeah, well, it was Samsung, but they were using the Android. So that was back in 2004 they started doing that.
1: And Android's
0: Google. Google, yeah. Mm. It makes you wonder why Google didn't pull it off then. Yeah. Well they have now. They have now. But Microsoft have Microsoft got a phone? Oh, is oh, so. it like that? Oh, I don't want,
1: want to look. What did Microsoft actually own besides Windows?
0: Stay with it. stuff. <laughs> so you, you Google Microsoft phone and Google comes up. Hmm. That doesn't make sense. Oh, Google Google. <laughs> look at you, Google What are you doing? Dominating the keywords Yeah there you go But you couldn't take away Bad next interview yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> slipped up Back in <laughs> Back in 012 Come on Sergi <laughs> What does Microsoft own? Let's have a look at that Microsoft own Skype A quantitative, Fast Search and Transfer Navi- Navision Visio Yammer mojang linkedin github holy shit affirm networks zenimax these are all things i don't know so it looks like so, so it looks like amazon google and
1: facebook are the three big leaders that are chomping up everything mm. microsoft is trying to keep up yeah they've, they've I, I think feel like
0: they're behind yeah I, i'm sure they're not isn't but see bill gates is trying to save the world by putting microchips in everyone's arm, yeah, and stopping babies getting AIDS in Africa, and hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein's, history. yeah, that's not good for him, isn't it? Nah. What's he thinking though? Look, it's just, he made his first couple billion. He got arrogant. He was always a nerd, wanting to hang out with the cool kids. Uh, that makes sense.
1: But still, poor Bill. Uh,
0: Bill, because yeah. it just seems so sudden. His wife just come out and gone. Yuck. I'm out. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of this. Like, eh, hang on a minute. I feel like a clause <laughs> some sort of clause expired in the contract. Yeah. <laughs> hey Bill. <laughs> 1201. <laughs> page 37. Yeah. Uh. Bill, I'd like to bring you to on sleeping. Bill. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to, to bring your attention <laughs> to clause twenty-seven, page three. <laughs> Subsection I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five, last one. Uh, Kmart funny. and Sears. So before I go on to that, it seems like there's a, there's a pattern here. Every single one, oh, except for Chrysler, which was a culture, culture issue. So every single one after 2000 two has been um, IT. Right. So Microsoft, Google… Yeah, well
1: So I think through that period it was everyone was just trying to keep, keep up with each other everyone's just buying everything mm. it was the quickest way to get everything
0: to market, and it still is now so I haven't seen but of all that too the last four, everyone's still around except for Nokia. Are you sure yeah does
1: yep Nokia still. Right, the Nokia brand has been licensed by former Nokia employees who founded HMD. All right. HMD Global introduced Nokia branded Android based devices to the market in 2017. Nokia has no investment in the company.
0: Right. So they just <laughs> they just bought the domain basically. <laughs> just riding with I think that.
1: So, yeah. All right. Let's just run with that name. Yeah, okay. It's already there. But there's a lot of uh, so top Five keywords are Does Nokia still make phones Does Nokia still make flip phones
0: Does Nokia still make Mobile phones oh, I thought they are coming back The Motorola Razr Was coming back actually That's not Nokia No but there was the other There was the other phone company We are talking about Oh Motorola Yeah Flip phones I'm sure it's coming back hey, there's, a Nokia, a
1: there's a Nokia Nokia 8.3 5G Oh that's That's the That's what they're talking about HMD right, HMD And it's an Android based mm. It's got 171 reviews Five star Seven ninety nine. dollars 99
0: right Hmm Alright we'll go to the fifth one Okay go because on. This fits in with the pattern Um eBay and Skype In 2005 US eBay and Skype Yeah US 2.6 billion I haven't I don't heard it hear about this one Didn't you just say Microsoft own Skype? Uh Microsoft own blah, blah, blah. Did I just say that? I thought I did
1: I thought you did too
0: I've lost it everywhere Oh, yeah, Skype, 2011. Wow, this is interesting. Hmm. So it's interesting how oh he even says it. How it's <laughs> interesting how many of the worst uh, merger and acquisition failures of all time happen around the same period. The change. Oh, we're just talking about that. Mm. The changeover to digital and how many dealmakers failed to understand the dynamics of the changeover is critical. So another such example is is provided by eBay's acquisition of Skype. The theory was that this would allow communication between buyers and sellers on eBay, smoothing transaction flow and generating more revenue. It's beautiful synergies. Mm. Mm, in theory. In theory, communism works. But what eBay didn't bargain for was that people didn't really want to talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so <laughs> especially, if they, especially if they can just email them. Yeah. eBay soon saw there was no real need for the acquisition and ended up selling two thirds of Skype for $1.9 billion just four years later. Wow. So and this is in 2005. So Microsoft bought Skype in 2011. So that would have been prior to that cool um, on isn't it funny how they think oh this would be great for our platform we'll just tack that on there but I don't I don't want to talk to her yeah a bunch
1: of suits go this would be the best thing yeah, ever yeah yeah
0: people want this and the real world goes huh what <laughs> I, don't, I don't call my mum <laughs> why would I why would I want to talk to some dude in, in America buying either. a panini prism <laughs> Lebron pair <laughs> of <The> mambo short <laughs> no thank you <laughs> Uh, it's funny though how the biggest losses it, it seems to be people must be learning though because you think you would think that that was the biggest period of change right yeah. so going analog digital everything starting to move faster access to everyone everything's was speeding up people did not yeah. leave the houses yeah. to even go get videos you know and seeing that it is interesting to see how, how they tried to um just
1: fast-track everything.
0: Yeah, how the big companies tried to get and bolt their software onto someone else's hardware. Mm. And it looks like the only people that lost were the people building the hardware.
1: Yeah. It's full-on.
0: And so, when did the iPod uh, iPhone come out? 2007? 2007? So it wasn't, that was, so Google Motorola 2012, Microsoft Nokia 2013. So they, they're trying to catch up, right? But eBay's ahead of its time. Two thousand five, they are trying to buy Skype. Yeah, that's well ahead of their time. Yeah. Still, I just still don't want to talk to anyone. No. What the fuck? do I, I don't want to talk to? it?
1: The, all these big companies are still doing a lot of, a lot of buying software and companies, and I can't keep track of it. Yeah, it's insane what they're buying. Like Zero just bought up three or four different, different entities just, just to get pure market share. That just, just chomp everything. These guys. So they didn't, that, that still helps them though.
0: Yeah, but it still helps their platform. Zero. Well,
1: it just gets them a bigger. They just buy that customer base, really. Yeah, so
0: they just want their software to be able to do more stuff.
1: Well, sometimes, but sometimes you're buying. If they've got access to, if they're in eight different countries with with a, I don't know 50 million um, customers, and you could integrate them into Zero's platform, the value of that long term is more than what they purchase price of that company. So you're
0: saying that a company might have a pretty good list. Yeah. Yeah, money's, right. in money's in the list. Money's in the list, right? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> We're <on> to something. <laughs> hey, money's in the list. All yeah, right.
1: So let's in and t- who owns eBay, and it's actually privately owned. Oh wow! It says eBay runs one of the largest and most successful e-commerce platforms yet. The company was founded in 1995 and also developed and acquired several online marketplaces, including StubHub and Classifieds. Hmm. There you go, just chomping up other stuff. As of market close in 29, the company has a market cap of 33 billion. eBay's growth has made several of its largest shareholders, including its founder, very wealthy. Um, Pierre founded the company in 1995 and is the largest shareholder with 45 million shares worth 1.8 billion. Holy moly! He started the company, which was originally called Auction Web, from his home on Labor Day weekend. (laughs) When he began writing code for an idea to bring
0: buyers and sellers together, <laughs> that'll make the trade unions furious. <laughs> <laughs> he, hired, he hired his first employee
1: in June '96 to wow. help to help manage the explosive growth, and changed it to eBay in '97. Full on. So it's still owned by like there's three or four dudes here. That's pretty cool. Institutional shareholders. Actually, no, it must be listed on the ship. Must be listed. Has to be, yeah. Why? And the founders still have, because it's institutional holders, so Benchmark Capital oh. owns 8%, Vanguard owns 7%. Currently
0: trading at $61 US. Yeah,
1: it had to be listed. But those two, those four
0: guys still have that many shares. So it wouldn't be, oh, they've got a board of directors, don't they, to, to trade publicly? Yeah. So it just must be those four dudes on the board. No, that wouldn't be. Why not? it would be done. What the hands of it?
1: Be just other dudes on the board. Well, those those, those entities, those um, like Benchmark Capital Management, LLC, 8% mm. share. So part of them buying 8%, oh, they'll say we want someone on the representation board Representation on the yeah.
0: board. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Pierre Omidyar. Yeah. Nice. John Donahue.
1: Good on him. He was the CEO and president in 08-15.
0: That's incredible. All right, so that's, that's, that's contracts again. So that was cool. I'm going to try and find some good ones, some good happy ending ones. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, it's, oh, yeah. It's amazing the volume of big dough that gets shuffled around those companies. Oh,
1: yeah. How do you keep track of that? Like, yeah. is that Jenny in Accounts is going, <laughs> hey, I'm missing 93 billion out of uh, the account <laughs> ending in 767.
0: Seven. These, these figures aren't fit in the P&L anymore. I'm going to drop it. <laughs> I'm going to round it up to billion. I'm going to drop six zeros off each figure. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I can put it in landscape. Don't use landscape. <laughs> <laughs> Make it around. I don't error. want to flip up. <laughs> <laughs> or a page-turner. on uh, a page-upper. <laughs> I always wonder that.
1: <laughs> I always wonder, like, how they... Because when you, when you have a business, you have an account lady or someone who runs the, the bank account and reconciles everything. Mm. I always wonder how Jenny. They, oh, Jenny. I always wonder how those big companies do that. Like, how does eBay oh. manage their accounts? Think of all the different clients and fees and, like, come on, man. They have to split it up. Right? Heaps of little jobs. Oh, there'd be tons of them. Thousands. I then I ever want to deal with the stress. Then I go to the financial department. The head of finance would reconcile everything, and
0: pretty go full on, pretty stressful. Well it'd it'd be and the CFO puts their signature on the yeah yearly annual report. Yeah, you know, gets his five million on. dollar million so, cheque. Yeah, exactly. Great job, everyone. This is what we're doing. Do you know what we're doing? No, uh, I read the. I read it. <laughs> I read the executive summary. Uh, hey, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> 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 just one second. I to yeah. ask Jenny. So, last time, last section, stocks for the week. This is the first time we're doing this. First time stocks of the week. Yep. So, this is what, first one, long play. First
1: one, long play. Uh, so, further to last week, we're talking about in the US, uh, what's the US Bunnings equivalent? I
0: forget now. That's my boomer. Oh, my gosh. We we're just talking about that. Not three, four days ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Walmart. No.
1: Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah, Home Depot. We're talking about Home Depot having potential explosive growth due to the volume. So they're talking about the volume of houses that have changed hands, Mm. which you'd think would be similar in Australia. So people aren't buying units; they're buying houses. So the volume of houses sold, even though the prices are through the roof, (laughs) there's been a massive volume of movement, which should bring people to be buying, to be renovating their houses, whether it's small, or big, who knows. So, you'd think that Bunnings would have some type of kick off that.
0: Yeah, right. I imagine. You imagine? You're confident. I'm confident.
1: I'm very confident. What happens okay. in the US happens in Australia. Okay. Um, and then, so the owner of Bunnings is Wes Farmers. Ticket
0: code W E S. Oh, Wes. That works out well. I hate those ones that are like oh, Australian farming and it's got like a Q in it. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so annoying. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why, why so, Wes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so on the 5th of May a couple of weeks back Wes Farmers put out their conference briefing presentation I'll take mm-hmm. a couple of snippets from here give us a snippet, for those snippet. that are give us a uh, so Wes Farmers has continued to play a critical role in supporting customers partners all the hee-haw ticking stuff uh, has a track record of delivering superior long-term performance um, so the all odds index over the last 10 years has been 8.4% was farmers 14.1? Right. The pretty ex- explosive growth since GFC, really. It's pretty phenomenal. But if you want to get this report, you can just go onto any of your trading platforms, type in ticket code WES, and you can download this report. Uh, so that's, in, that's in the Australian market. Australian market. Yeah. Uh, so key priorities accelerate data and digital. Total online sales of 2 billion recorded for the first half of 21. Including the Catch Marketplace, so the West Farmers own Catch as well. Oh. So Catch is a, if you're in the US, like a, an Amazon sort of yeah. type get up. Yep. Um, they're going to do improvements to supply chain systems and processes to increase to accommodate increased demand. Um, position for the future approval of the final investment for the Mount Holland lithium project in February 21.
0: Oh, finally, that's being funded. That's good news.
1: Really. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know they did lithium. They they no. have a they have a fifty percent share in a lithium project. They're f- mining. Yeah, lithium where mining. In Australia.
0: Yeah, we do. We have a lot of stuff. We in do Australia, a lot of stuff. We.
1: There's a lot of mining in Australia. I think because
0: we're we were had an ocean over the top of us, a long, not shallow ocean. Okay. Yeah, and somehow that's just given us he- heaps of minerals. We'll take it. Oh, we will take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they've got a and they.
1: So they've got a lithium project, 5050JV, joint venture. Yep. And they're talking about having production in 2024. Cool. So that's pretty exciting for a long-term investment. Uh, Maintains su- significant balance sheet strength to support the long-term growth. Uh, says here Bunnings agreement to acquire Beaumont Tiles. I haven't heard that yet. No. Bunnings is going to chomp up Beaumont Tiles. That's cool. Uh, successful conversion of 74 target stores to Kmart and K-Hub stores. Unreal. Oh, Simplification of target business through s- store support restructure. Uh, Blackwoods, they must own Blackwoods as well. So Blackwoods is a Bunnings type mm-hmm. similarity. On track to implement the new Blackwoods is,
0: does clothes, don't they? Like safety boots and that. Do they? Yeah, they sell safety boots.
1: Right. Safety so focused industrial stuff. Safety yeah, industri- industrial stuff. Yeah. Right, cool. Man, they tick a lot of boxes. Yeah. So their total retail online sales... I don't know if this is, now that I know they bought, hang on, includes catch in 2019. So 2019 online, they did a billion. 2020, they did 2 billion. 2021, they've done 2 billion in the first half. Unreal. Mm. So
0: 250. To 250 into you know it. 250 what? $250. $250 in the worst farmers for the week. No, 500.
1: Are we going 500 long term? Oh, this is long term. This is long term. this is long term.
0: Yeah, 500 long term.
1: So, I'm just spitballing some stuff just to uh, no, that's good. So, total revenue, yeah. Let me just go through this
0: one more. You you go, (laughs) you go. Sorry,
1: I think I'm fascinated by this. I haven't haven't looked into it as this far yet. Uh, so first half of 21, they did 17.7 billion in revenue, up 16%. Is that because of COVID online sales, or it's just driven by online, yeah. Like, they've done more. They've done almost the same online sales in the first half of 21 as they did the entire 20.
0: Well, here we go. Here's, this is how we bring everything back to the Japanese melons. <laughs> so, Japanese melons notoriously are an offline sale when you go to markets and stuff for it. Okay. Their price dropped. Now it's returning. Mm. Now, the, the, trans, the, the, the reverse of that, or no, not the reverse, the opposite of that is that online sales you would think would go up and as COVID goes away, they'll go down again. Are you worried that there'll be an inverse relationship with the Japanese melon as far mm-hmm. as West Family Shares are concerned? No. You're not worried at all? No. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a recluse, Risman. <laughs>
1: I, li- I like to live on the edge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like to live on the edge. You see what I mean though? Yeah. But online's not coming away, is it? Online's
1: like Online gets bigger every year. Yeah. Like we've- I think we're still... Barely scratch the surface. No, yep. Like, nothing's saturated. Really? Nothing is saturated. Think of how many people in regional Australia
0: don't buy, don't buy online. There's Jim. Jim. Well, like we say we, we've got, like, yeah, that's a guy I know. We've ah. got, <laughs> we've got, Jim's mowing. Yeah. How many Ubers do we have in, where we are? Like, four? Three. Yeah, yeah three. Soon to be four. Oh, yeah, yeah actually. Uh, we'll keep talk about that tomorrow.
1: Yeah, 1.4 million net profit after tax. ATO,
0: you listening? Hell yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Up 25%. So all their, all their stats are ringing, ringing big numbers. They're not trading at a 52 week high, which is interesting because they should be considering the entire market right now. But um, yeah, I think it's a good long term safe play. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, so that's the long term. Long term.
0: All right, let's go short term.
1: Short term? Uh, so, one thing we've been doing lately, which we haven't, I've sort of dabbled a little bit on it, but I have, I'm going to look a bit closer at it, is buying, is following the director's purchases. Mm. So, directors of these companies, they wouldn't spend a million bucks on their own company, knowing, thinking it's going to go backwards. Yeah. This wouldn't make sense. I mean, there,
0: there, there's a few reasons why they do it, but they still wouldn't do it if they weren't going to make money. Yeah. 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 They're making money for a reason. Yeah.
1: So, you just gotta, so there's always a lot of direct-to-purchases. So sometimes you've got to be aware of um, if they've been given shares as part of their package. Yep. They'll convert that and then do an on, on-market purchase of that. Um, or sometimes they'll do an on-market purchase to give confidence to the market yeah. as well. Um, so, so, so But I found one today. Uh, ticker code BEM stands for Black Earth
0: Minerals. Uh, Black
1: Earth Minerals. Yeah, so I'd it's a, it's a penny stock. It's yeah, yeah. 25 million market cap, so it's tiny. Um, so, Director bought shares on the uh, 18th and the 5th. Mm-hmm. So, it's currently trading at 0. 0.12. Director bought 1.8 million shares at 0. 0.13 for 240K. You're right. So, he mm. wouldn't be... So, for, for something of that smaller market cap... For the direct, that's a for two forty k. That's a big purchase for that size market. Cap. Yeah. Um, so he knows something's coming up. Uh, so their one month return, they're down fourteen percent for the month. What the hell? That's so for that to be down fourteen percent, he's then chomped it. He's only chomping that because he knows something's on the horizon. I haven't looked close to, too close at it, um, but there's some reports of their they're going to be doing. Um, some discovery at some stage in the near future I believe right Black Earth Minerals is vertically integrated graphite developer with advanced mining projects in Madagascar and base metal prospects in WA
0: that's pretty cool mining so, yeah, so what's the t- ticker code for that again?
1: B-E-M Black Earth Minerals yeah I so oh, like how they do that there's always a stack of these that will trade at 0.12 and will go to point oh oh one and stay there for five years and yeah, nothing well. happens. Because um, a, a lot of these companies, they, just, the directors will just use it as a lifestyle company. There's thousands of these things online. And the more you, the more you get into it, the, the more you see it. Um, yeah, okay. And they'll just keep doing cap raises and acquiring money and they'll just pay themselves a salary
0: of 500K. Here's, um, while well, you've been giving us some solid tips there, I've Googled, why do directors sell their stocks? Tax bills. Tax, Divorce. Is the top second reason. Divorce. Um, purchase property is the third. Um, the company has come out of a blackout period, so where no staff can trade on the AXX, and performance bonus shares acquired years ago are sold for capital gains discounts. Yeah. Um, retirement, or they feel the market company is overinflated. So some directors that have just sold shares. Are Rod Drury from Zero. Yeah, he's was tax driven, I believe. Tax driven. Yeah. Russell and Kogan, so from Kogan.com. Mm, that's interesting Yeah Because so Kogan's, tra- Kogan's travelling Really poorly Yeah so he sold He sold a fair chunk 114 million, million dollars yeah, yeah I think it was a fair chunk There there's a couple of them Jumping out So David Schafer Sold 20 Or 44 million dollars That's a lot of money So Kogan Year to date Is down
1: 47% But the price went up 6.71% today yeah, yeah. So, they had bad news yesterday. They put out a business update. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't... It was still good, but it wasn't as good as the market expected, which you see yeah, a lot. Okay. So, the, so, the market already factors in that it's going to do 70 million revenue, say, and if it does 58, then everyone sells it because they're going, oh, no, it's, it's not what's... Not, you know, nowhere near what it should be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone goes into panic mode and then mum and dad goes, oh, no, it's down 10%. I better sell two and just yep. drives the price down.
0: Well, that's it, right? Because everyone... All those mum and dad share traders, every course I have tells yeah. you put a stop loss in. Yeah. So about 1% under what you can afford to lose. And just no, 1% gets... over what you can afford to lose. And everything just gets triggered the whole way yeah, down. Just... Yeah, just... <laughs> All these stop losses kick in once it's it gets... It's insane. It... It's fun to watch. Like especially if they're trying to find the low, right? Yeah. Because that's what everything tells you to do. That it comes down, wait for it to dip back up, buy there, yep. and then get up. And one starts going low. But if they buy at the wrong point, it goes up. Smashes down again. Yeah, all those stop losses kick in. Everything kicks in, which just accelerates that line downward. Yeah,
1: and sometimes those big funds will will be aware of those stop losses and just keep pushing it down. Yeah, right. Just the just the power of the volume. They just keep, use the volume. Just keep chomping it down. Good on them. I love it. Okay, love so
0: long long term WES five hundred, short term BEM revisit that BEM revisit that in the week five hundred.
1: Yeah, we can do seven days. Yeah, seven days. Yeah, I reckon there's I reckon there's outstanding growth in there within the next seven days alright but it could be the, but the risk for us here is that it could be in two days like it could go up 50% in two days alright so what's what's the trigger then
0: we don't have oh, to right because okay. we're short trading right we're not going long term we want okay. short term gain right but we just have to make sure we sell it in the next seven days right okay so we don't want to keep holding it until today because that right. defeats defeat the purpose of making money right Yeah. <laughs> 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 the purpose of making money <laughs> so if it jumps up 10% tomorrow do we do ten percent? Oh, whatever you think. Which, which I don't know. Well, penny stocks can go
1: berserk. Who knows? Uh, like at so point one two, ten percent's not a big gain.
0: No. Well, we're putting for hundreds, so ten percent's fifty bucks.
1: No, but well, so what's what's ten percent of 0.12? 0.012. 0.01. So we go point one
0: three
1: would be ten percent. Yeah. it's so going to go up point one of a cent. Yeah. Which is not massive. So that could be that could be. A, a possible thirty, forty percent gain here, pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, but you'll find out. You will I'm, find I'm out. not saying jump out; I'm saying trust yourself.
1: Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 The beauty about this, the penny stock stuff, the low market cap stuff, is you can get big percentage gains. Yeah. But you need big
0: Kahuna's to to drop it on. That's there. why you're there, big dog. hey I'm ready. <laughs> right. This is my jam. I, I got this. All right. So, what, what share trading platform we're you using? Um, let's use yours. Stake. Stake's only US. Only US. Yeah. Not even Australia? No. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Not good Google actually, because they're trying to open the Australian one. That's weird. I, could, I got a ComSec. We can just use my ComSec. How much is that? What are they charging you? Well, it depends on your volume. Oh, it's like a percentage. or What's the minimum cost for a trade? 30 bucks still? No,
1: 19. They've 19?
0: Dropped. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mine's down to 10, I think. 10 flat. Oh, really? Yeah. Just turn over how much you use it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, cool. I look back in those one year because they, they shut at the end of it at the end of financial year reports they go you know trade in, trade out, yeah, and when I was doing heavy day trading like big volume every day, day in day out, five days a week, it was pretty pretty, hectic.
0: <laughs> pretty
1: confronting, like you don't realize, and because it's not because it's like you put ten in, pull twelve out, put twelve in, pulled nine out, like it's so you're not doing massive wins or losses each mm. way, but over the year it's an actual big number of in and out
0: yeah. Or we'll just, or well, it just counts the transaction, right? It might yeah. be the same thousand dollars in the transaction, yeah. but it just totals them up yeah. at the end. It was a big, the big number. Yeah, okay. Well, good on you. That was pretty fun. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, guys. We'll uh, see you guys for episode next one. <laughs> episode next time. <laughs> see you. Bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> oh, turn it off.